Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. I'm your host on Talk Architecture, Naziati Mohammed Yaqub, and today I decided to revisit the series of the discussion on design process in Architecture Studio Curriculum, the first episode that ever was made in this podcast, um, which is part one, garnered a lot of downloads or is the most popular, possibly because it is the first uh, podcast episode, but also maybe the topic is of interest to many. Now, this topic for today is looking into deeper into what do you mean by design process? What do you mean by um, dialogue in the architecture design studio? What do we mean by um, the learning that is being done in a studio-based learning situation? So... It's a very general term, feedback loop, yeah, where um, student is presenting and the tutor or those attending the crit would give suggestions or ideas or comments and in the form of a feedback to react to the student's presentation. Now, we know about feedback. It is a process in architecture uh, practice where the, perhaps the client or perhaps um, a stakeholder would comment on the design in the industry, in architecture practice or in design practice. So, so the architect will listen to the feedback and will decide on what it is to, to develop further and further discussions may be made separately to come to some sort of agreement to the design. So this is quite a general thing I'm proposing uh, here to, to think about this. But going back to studio-based learning, which is in the setting of academia or um, the training of the, uh, the, the future architect, is it the same, the feedback that you get in architecture practice with the feedback that you get in the studio-based learning setting. So I would like to contend that it is different. And architecture education or the whole thing that the student undergo, undergo <coughs> um, in the architecture course has a different sort of dynamics or different sort of structure as opposed to um, when they go out and practice later on. So, so therefore, the title of this podcast is The Myth of the Feedback Processes in Studio-Based Learning. So an article um, entitled Critical Dialogue in Architecture Studio, um, colon, Peer interaction and feedback uh, caught my eye as I was looking into writing um, 
and publication uh, of another um, book. And because this is an important factor or important um, situation that happens in the uh, studio environment, in the learning environment, the in peer interaction and feedback. So peer in this case could be, um, in, uh, as I understand it, it's not necessarily this the same age as, as as the student or the 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 students in that batch pure as many uh, as well the, the um explains about just peer learning in general that you get in um in a studio based learning meaning it includes someone who's undergone the same training as the student which is the tutor or other architects that come to the studio and understood that they want to give critique. So what is the critical dialogue in the architecture studios? This is an interesting article that did I come across this particular um, earlier on in the article, page four. May I read it? Okay, it says here, Sorry, I didn't mention the um, article is by David McLean and Nisa Hurrigan, and it will be in the caption in um, the whole title there in this podcast. So let's go back to the quotation. The quotation is the study. It says the study of cognitive and metacognitive processes of knowledge construction contradict the common assumption that knowledge is effectively conveyed from tutor to student in feedback processes. Rather, student learning was found to be conditioned by the individual's existing knowledge, yeah, the student's existing knowledge and understanding against which new information is aligned, creating either a deepening of knowledge or leading to previous knowledge being revised. So, the re reflective functions within metacognitive strategies enable students to review their own individual understanding of a situation or problem and define actions that allow knowledge to be appropriately constructed or reconstructed. It can therefore be seen how peer groups perform a vital role as agents in the construction of individual knowledge through the breadth of the collective contextual perspective. What it means is that peer groups or peer interaction is important, is vital, and is the agent in the construction of the individual knowledge. This is special to design courses where you are actually proposing an idea or a concept and drawn it out and other people comment on it with a belief that what you are doing as a drawing, purely as a drawing, as an idea, there could be a dialogue on how people would think about your drawing and your idea. I mean, it's not like in the context of architecture practice where the intention is to get funding get the client to agree 
get them to sign the contract and build the building or in other designs, interior design and other product design, the similar things, right? So, so, so it is about the student internalizing everything and it's to do with knowledge and it's to do whether they, has, they are skillful in actually drawing, whether they, they have enough skills in actually um, going through the, the design process and understanding the design process. I think it's more to do with confidence as well. When we talk about skill building or we talk about the students have set skills, it's to do with whether they tried it out and whether they gained confidence that that's the way to do it. So it includes the ability to draw and the ability to actually listen, ability to actually digest or converse or getting, you know, it's, it's just learning. It's cognitive and metacognitive process of knowledge construction. It's what it is. May I also go into the next paragraph? Because this self to, for us to understand further, on this topic of the feedback processes that we have assumed happens. I mean, this is in the area of pedagogy, which as an academic, we should be able to, um, we should, would want to, sorry, not should, but we would want to know more in order to be a better academic, obviously. So the next paragraph says, Although studio-based learning has historically utilized the cohort, peer interaction has further potential to alleviate the detrimental effects of power that can manifest themselves in tutor-student relationships. Despite studio-based learning being founded on notions of discourse and effective dialogue, its true efficacy has been called into question with respect to the tutor student relationship. Power asymmetries and hierarchies can create dependencies that influence the openness of dialogue, potentially eroding the student role and subordinating that apprentice views to the dogma of the tutor or master. Within this context, the effects of power are central to the student's understanding and acceptance of critique as a pedagogy and a tool of learning rather than judgment. Thus, power has a profound relationship to feedback, whether formative or summative, not least as it is typically the tutor who defines the agenda for feedback. However, peer groups can have a function in mitigating any associated negative consequences, for example, just as peer interaction occurs where student progresses, generates dialogue and criticism, peer conversation is essential to reflecting on and rationalizing tutor positions and behaviors. Nevertheless, power cannot be removed from the tutor-student relationship. Indeed, there are instances where students actively seek the authority of the tutor and points where power can be constructively channeled to challenge and stretch students through shifting their frames of reference in ways that 
peer dialogue is unlikely to achieve. Hence, the management of power through the pedagogic process is essential to optimizing the efficacy of critical discourse. This is an important paragraph. It's a long one, and what I understand, and I would like to redefine、um, peer interaction. Peer interaction is anyone who is in who is is also having a dialogue with the student. That could be、um, the cohort or the people who are in the same studio as the student, directly working alongside the student on the same project. And also the、um, <clears throat> other peers. There could be a senior, or it could be an architect. That gives some advice and stuff like that, and even the、uh, <coughs> excuse me, the architecture crit-、uh, critique that comes in during the interims. I mean, the the one who directly influences the student is obviously the、uh, tutor that has the tutor-student relationship, and they talk about dependencies. Now in The book that I'm writing on context specificity approach, the particular cohort of that batch, there were two batches、uh, that we um, interviewed, um, did talk about <coughs> um, how dependent they are uh, in the um, what do you call it、um, collaboration with the tutors. <coughs> we call it collaboration. Uh, rather than、uh, master apprentice、um, sort of、uh, idea, you know, is more didactic, right? Much more、um, uh, top down. And so, actually, what this paragraph is trying to say is that there is no such thing, really. Of、um, the tutor, it says here the dogma. The apprentice views to the dogma of the tutor or master. I mean, this is in other discipline as well. I mean, this this、uh, the references that is in this article refers to other discipline,、um, not only architecture. And then, as we see it in、uh, in the studio. Um, that I was involved with.、Um, it's entirely up to the student to actually take up on the suggestions, and in a form, in a way, sometimes the suggestion is that it is heavily suggested or、um, underlined strongly that this is the way to. To negotiate or the way to go forward with the design, so it's up to the student to actually accept that and and investigate the design or or explore the design or go forward with it. So, so this, when we ask the student about collabor, how much, how what is the percentage of collaboration that you think that you had with the tutors? Um, 
it is from 50% to 70%. And it's not 100% um, the students are independent of the tutors. None gave 100% that they are independent of the tutors. But there's always 70% to 50%, meaning um, they did their, the, the, much of what they they go through designing or thinking and it's either from 70% to 50%, meaning um, they were happy about it because all of them described that the way that it was done, they were happy about it, either 70 to 50%. So um, this this gives me a lot of ideas in terms of of uh, what the feedback processes are in the studio-based learning and um, the traditionally thought uh, master apprentice is there. It is still there because that's the nature of being a, de a designer. You learn first principles or you learn how to be a designer through someone who has done it before. And that's a very critical, critical part of design um, teaching or studio-based learning. And the confidence that the student will, acquire, uh, or will have going about is based on whether they, they feel confident that they've been they're getting the right learning or the getting, you know, we don't know because the earlier, what do you call it, the earlier um, paragraph that I mentioned just now about student learning is found to be conditioned by the individual's existing knowledge and understanding. So partly the, the learning, uh, if you have a master, the, the learning will be, some sort of knowledge that the master impart, right? Or talk about or discuss about and or advise the student to, to look into. Um, thus, the student, uh, here it says, leading uh, knowledge or leading to previous knowledge being revised, a deepening of knowledge or leading to previous knowledge being revised, meaning the student then rethink, oh, uh, I, I never thought it that way before. I can think I can do it another way or... Um, I can investigate this way. You know, it's like the suggestion that I said earlier where the tutor can say, oh, this is, maybe you should do it this way. So, so really, um, going back to the title of the myth of the feedback processes in studio-based learning, you can never actually um, uh, think that it is a, a top-down or a um, one-way approach of feedback like you have in the architecture practice. So that's what I actually want to uh, point out, and hopefully this will give a much-needed perspective to um, the studio-based learning and how to make it better. Thank you very much for listening.